0: River Road,
1: you got me running way back home River Road, you got me running all night long You got me singing some canal boat song River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Niner Nuts. I am Dan here, along with James. James, say hello.
1: What's up, Niner Nation?
0: <laughs> if you haven't noticed, everybody, we have a brand new little ticker below us. We have cool little name tags for us, and that is in part because this is our first episode in a wonderful partnership that we have just begun with Shady Sports Network. That's Shout right! woo Shout out to Sam. You are awesome. Thank you so much for bringing us on board. We are going to do our best to bring you and everybody at the Shady Sports Network a great deal of great content. We can't wait to get to know all the other fellow creators and uh, just it's a it's a wonderful start. Um, You've been very helpful so far. And uh, I don't know, without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and get into it. James, we are six days away from our first preseason game against the las vegas raiders we are uh practicing in santa clara today we are taping on 8-7 uh happy dwight clark day by the way listeners and happy viewers dwight clark day. we are taping this uh on dwight clark day so happy belated dwight clark day to all you niner fans out there that are seeing this after but we are in santa clara Uh, for the time being, we are going to fly out to, uh, Vegas on Wednesday, I believe, if not Thursday to have our joint practices with the Raiders. And then we're going to be playing them on Sunday, the 13th. And I thought for this first episode here with shady sports network, and we are on the eve of not having to make up stories anymore, (laughs) (laughs) At, at least for the next four months or five months counting the playoffs, um, Let's just for this first, uh, for this first little bit, let's just talk about, uh, what we're most excited for. What big burning questions do we have, uh, going into this game that we hope we get answered? Uh, it, we have football again. <laughs> we have football again. And I, I, love this time of year. It's just, it's, it's when the champions are made. I think I said it with super fan Eric last time that th- these five, six weeks of training camp. Uh, the end of July all the way through August and technically the little part of September. These weeks are where you make yourself, where you prove prove to yourself that you have what it takes to get through this league and hopefully the injury bug avoids you. And like you built your team chemistry, you just, this is where you lay the groundwork. And that's why I get excited about the preseason, especially now because we get to talk so in depth about it. Uh, I think, obviously, we're curious about the quarterback snaps. I mean, is there anything off the top of your head, James, I'll open it to you. Is there anything off the top of your head that you're more excited about than the quarterback competition? Or should we just dive right into that?
1: Well, before we get to the quarterback competition, uh, I believe Jake Coletto is still on the roster. And if 49ers fans are just new to Jake Coletto... We're talking about a guy who played fullback, linebacker, and quarterback all in college, and so my wonderment is where is he going to play? Is he going to play both sides and try to earn a spot on both sides? Is he going to be the fifth quarterback on the depth chart, maybe on the practice squad or something like that? Like he's, you know, I'm I'm waiting for that story to come out. Like let's see where Jake Coletto plays. He's an undrafted free agent, and Like I said, like the guy played linebacker, fullback and quarterback in college. So I'm like, like, I haven't heard any news. I'm like waiting for the news or looking for something just to see if this kid can break out into the league because, you know, I mean, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be funny if we got to the same point we did last year and, you know, the quarterback, the fourth quarterback coming in, it's not Brock Purdy with you know, a hurt elbow or Christian McCaffrey, it's our freaking backup linebacker, you know, <laughs> like, like, how cool could that be?
0: Dude, if, oh my God, if we have, if, <laughs> I'm like just imagining that because we have Brandon Allen right now as the real break of, in case of emergency quarterback behind Trey Lance and Sam Darnold and Brock Purry, Uh, which by the way i'm throwing it out there i think it's gonna go brock sam trey which we can push that debate a little bit later but no like no if we have him and then we know christian throw that's really funny i like that he's kind of uh remember how we were talking about uh jason poe like uh as a watch watch out for this guy kind of guy he did spend the whole year on the practice squad but Um, I was when I was doing a little bit of digging before today, uh, he's he's apparently having a pretty good camp. I don't know if uh, uh, this year will necessarily maybe he might be on the practice squad and get swooped up again. But I did hear in case you forgot his name, Jason Poe, apparently he's having a pretty good camp. And at least uh, I was listening to Matt talk about it. Matt thought that he he could be a fringe 53 this time. He might actually have enough to make it onto the 53 this year. So I'm going to be I'm going to familiarize myself with Poe's number as well. Um and then uh, Coletto, I'm gonna try to figure out his number. Um, And then
1: last year we were big on Danny Gray too, and I remember Danny Gray made a couple of plays, you know, in the preseason that you know were amazing. I'm like, and then we didn't really see the you know him play in the regular season very much. So I'm interested to see if like they use Danny Gray more, and if that goes into the season, is he going to make the roster? So. Those kinds of camp battles is really what I'm interested in. We know McCaffrey's gonna be there. We know Debo's gonna be there. We know it's gonna be Purdy, Darnold, and Trey, maybe not necessarily in that order, but those are kind of the 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 questions that everybody's talking about, that everybody seems to want to talk about. But I you know, I'm interested in some of the other camp battles, you know. Like I said, Coletto, Danny Gray, you said Poe. I mean, where are these guys gonna end up on the rosters? Because really Championships are made really in, you know, the four, fifth, sixth, seventh round picks and even your undrafted free agents. I want to see
0: the wide receiver battle, especially since you mentioned uh, Danny, because the wide receiver battle. Yes, we know that Debo is uh, kind of the 1B to Brandon's 1A, surprisingly enough. Like, really, that's kind of how it is. Like, if we're talking best straight line receiver we have, it's kind of Brandon now. Uh, and then Debo, nothing against Debo. He's still a juggernaut in his own right. But after his stock went down a little bit, that's why I say 1A, 1B. And then third and Juan, Juan Jennings, he's very much going to be the number three. So who's going to be behind them in the number four? I know we got uh, Bell out of Michigan, I want to say. We got Bell uh, drafted. We got Danny Gray coming back for year two. Willie Sneed seemingly just... Uh, we are never going to quit Willie Sneed, even if he lives on the practice squad. Willie Sneed is up there in the mix. I really want to see where this fourth and fifth, possibly even sixth wide receiver, uh, how how that all shakes out. Um, and then the tight ends too. I want to see uh, how many tight ends we end up keeping because we drafted two. Let's not remember, or let's not forget, we drafted two of them and then we still got Ross Dwelly. I want to see how all of them perform and then see... Who ends up being number three, assuming that Dwelly's still number two behind George Kittle? Because you don't draft two tight ends if you have confidence in your tight end depth. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs>
1: <laughs> especially, especially after last year, and you put one of your backup tight ends, the guard, one of the best freaking pass rushers in the league, and then your quarterback ends up hurt. So, if you're going to do that again this year, Kyle, you're going to put a backup tight end on Hassan Reddick in Week 13. Yeah, you got to make sure he knows how to block and he's prepared for that because, or you could end up in the Christian McCaffrey emergency quarterback era. You
0: know? Oh, dude, for sure. Thinking of pass rushers, though. Perfect little segue I made there. Uh, our defensive line, obviously, Nick Bosa is still not here. Uh, if if anybody's out of the loop on that, Nick Bosa is holding out right now. Still, he's the. Uh, we don't know what the intricate details are, but he's. Surely he's going to get a t- contract worth 30 and a half or 31 million dollars a year. I'm it could be the guaranteed money, it could be the signing bonus that we don't know, but there has been no red flags or alarms coming out of either side. Uh, nobody on Nick's side is saying anything bad, nobody from the NFLPA is saying anything bad. John Lynch seems cool as a cucumber. I was watching Kyle's press conference a little earlier. He says that he's just staying out of it entirely. <laughs> he just knows he hasn't talked to Nick Bosa, but he wants him in practice, but he gave no indication that he had a reason to worry. So with Nick Bosa aside, um, I want to see how the rest of these guys do. I want to see Drake Jackson take another step. I want to see if uh, Kellen Farrell, i sorry if I mispronounced his name. I want to see how Farrell does. Former first round pick from the Raiders that really washed out with him uh, with them uh we got taco charlton signed the uh it's monday we signed him last week he hasn't been with the team for a week but apparently taco right off the bat started practicing with the first team i want to see what taco looks like after this little carousel of teams that he's been around uh he was with the cowboys for a little bit and i believe with the Bengals as well but apparently taco fresh off the street has been doing really really well no street taco pun intended um but I want to see how these guys... I want to see how the rest of these guys look. I'm not assuming Ark is going to be out there. Uh, he may be one of those superstarters that that, uh, like, George and Fred, like, we're not going to see any of them. So I really want to see how this uh, pass rush depth looks because we did lose so many people. We lost a minute, Hugh. We lost uh, quite a few people on the defensive line. So that's going to be really interesting to see uh, T.Y. McGill and, like I said, Farrell and Jackson and... Um, you know, we need to see Kinlaw a little bit. I I wonder if they're going to temper him a little bit because he has had such a sensitive knee issue going on. Apparently, this is the slimmest he's ever been in camp, and you know the expectations we had for him. We picked him in the first round, and he's not lived up to them, mostly because of injury, but um, you know that I, apparently they're just saying their camp speech or saying their camp speak that he looks the best he's ever played, but um you know i want to see that they're uh, they're probably going to limit him like i said just for the sake of his knee but i i don't know that's something i want is i want to see javon kinlaw defy the odds and uh make us regret not giving him his fifth year option i want to see the spark that that player is still in there
1: well first of all you glanced over the bose uh contract issue and i have something there's nothing to worry about
0: listen Listen, i have something
1: it's it's fine it's fine, Listen, I have something to say about that. But before I do, we got to have a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for the sickest retro jersey on the market? Well, look no further than Royal Retros, the king of throwbacks. The one-stop shop for all your throwback needs. Use Shady Sports and save 10% off your order today. Yes, we have sponsorship from Royal Retros. Another good thing that came from Shady Sports Network. So anyway, back to uh, BOSA. I, this is like the second year in a row or even the third year in a row. I, I can't track back that far where Lynch has a holdout of a major star. And as much as he gets the deals done, as much as he works out a contract, you look at my GM, Howie Roseman, Hassan Reddick could have easily held out because he had one of his best seasons. He has a three-year contract. He, he's getting seriously underpaid. He could easily hold out he's not holding out because of the relationship that howie roseman has built with him and john lynch you know i feel like maybe he does as a gm you know he's been a player but he has this disconnect with creating like a little bit of loyalty from his players because they hold out and john's left debating a contract during the preseason Yeah, these guys may not need preseason or not, but look at Debo Samuel. He held out, and look at the season that he had, you know, right after his holdout. So I think John really needs to be better at, you know, building relationships with his players when it comes to their contracts. Because if you're a good organization and you're good at your job as a GM, you're not having holdouts every year. You're not having these problems where, like, you're getting contracts done the Last week of preseason, like that's just not what good GMs do. And you know, in our next episode, we're going to talk another thing about the 49ers that we think John Lynch is doing wrong. But Dan, I'm sorry, the Nick Bosa should be in camp and he should be working out. And the fact that John Lynch hasn't had a contract signed shows us that John Lynch is maybe not as great as GM as everybody thinks. Remember, this is the guy though that still got
0: it done and it's it's not like he's unwilling to use money remember when he first came in 2016 we it was the big blank checkbook here's your check fill in the blank and he signed he's not afraid to give money it's a position now where long term in just a safety net for long term in case we don't make the super bowl this year because we're gonna have to pay the piper we're etching very 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 closely to saints and rams territory of money this is we're not there this year fortunately but 24 and 25 if it doesn't pay off this year we are going to be in the boat that the rams and the saints were in absolute cap hell so yeah, and that,
1: that's the thing like he like as much as like he's built this team like i don't have really that much trust in John Lynch in being able to uh, sustain this, to being able to like, there's a reason that usually GMs come from organizations where they're like interns and they're, they're, you know, associate executives or whatever, before they actually become a GM. So they know what it's like to be a GM. They know what it's like to build trust with players and not have holdouts. John didn't have that. He came right from the booth to be a GM and now he's learning like the business side of it and how to figure all these things out. And like, I'm, I'm here to say, like, I don't think he's doing a very good job with these. The fact that people hold out every year on him, and like he, he do, it doesn't seem like as a GM, he knows how to build that trust with a player to say, Hey, listen, We're going to get the deal done. I need you in camp, you know, and trust me, we'll get it done before anything happens, before anything major happens. And even if something does happen, we'll work something out with you to get you a better deal. Like he just doesn't do that. And I think that's one of the problems that John Lynch is having. And I think it's not good for the team. I really don't think it's good for the team that every year a star player is holding out for a contract with john lynch if john lynch was a good gm like howie roseman the deal would have got done in march or april or may you know it wouldn't have gone this long to camp and i'm sorry john i'm calling you out i just don't think you know what it's like to build trust in your players as a gm and you should because you were a player you know
0: what what disrespect the, <laughs> this guy he he drafts so i i would refute that he doesn't have a relation he's not good at building these relationships cuz he does get them done i think what's happening isn't uh isn't that he's not reaching out and trying to be the olive branch i think he is good at reaching out the olive branch because i was looking through sport track there's so many restructures in the contracts in the top contracts, the only one that doesn't really have a restructure is Trent Williams's contract, which I'm sure John did out of respect to him. He's 30 plus years old, number one lineman in the league. You want your salary at 28 million a year? There you go. We won't restructure you. Everyone else has a restructure, though. So I think what Nick Bosa is doing, I think it's more from Nick Bosa's camp, in my opinion, that his agent is playing hardball with John, saying we want as we don't want to kick money down the line. Nick has absolutely busted his butt as hard as he has been the best player on your team, not named Trent Williams, arguably. And he, he deserves this much upfront and this much in the, we don't want it to be so reliant on like the salaries and the, or the, we don't want it to be so reliant on bonuses and uh, options. And like, I, that's what I suspect is happening. I'm by no means an agent or a money expert. I personally think that's what's happening. I think Nick uh is just trying to have a certain number. Nick's representation is trying to have a certain number go into his pocket this year. And that to me, I I'm just hypothetical. I'm again, no, by no means an expert. I don't I think it's Bosa's representation trying on for his well being, let's say, with air quotes trying to make sure that he gets a certain amount this year and that is probably what the problem is that's it that's what my that's what my
1: thought is at least you're muted sir drink everybody I was on mute and I forgot that I was on mute I need, ma- the, I need I need to make that a ticker next time yeah if you're if you're playing the drinking game I just uh, forgot that I was on mute that's the drink uh, you can find the drinking game at our Twitter page. Uh, or on our TikTok, so you can see the rules for there. But anyway, before I go to your point again, Dan, we're going to hear another ad from one of our other sponsors. Uh, let me get that here. All right. Do you wish you could buy and sell your bets like stock? Then go to WagerWire and keep track of all your bets from all your spokes and get the best price for your payout. Use promo codes D brownie 710 if you like dance picks, or if you're a Jimmy Band Jimmy B fan like me use Bray James 5 to get the matches and bonuses from syncing your books. Check out WagerWire today. So, Dan, this is where, like, if we're this was a one
0: Just an extra second for the typo, everybody. Oh, there, there we go. There you go. I meant to ask you that before we hit record, but, hey, we're recording live, but I'm not editing. So, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's, there's the proper codes,
1: everybody. Yes. And so, uh, basically... Like, it happens every year, though, Dan. This is the second year in a row it's happened. So I don't think this is just, like, an agent, you know, pushing for his client to get the most out of John. I think this has something to do with John because John— got Debo to take less money, though. Debo didn't reset
0: the market. He was still, like, the fourth-highest-paid AAV wide receiver last year. I think Bosa's team saw that and said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, you are going to be the highest-paid defensive player, and we're going to make that happen."
1: Because ju- that's because of the relationship John's building—that's all back on John. And I'm sorry, like two holdouts in two years, and it cost you, you know, a good season from Debo Samuel. I mean, you know, maybe it would have been better in the NFC Championship game if Debo hadn't been so distracted in the preseason about his contract and wanting to do all of that. Who knows? But the I'm sorry, John needs to be better at not having holdouts. And I'm going to call him out on it. And I don't care. He can, he can say whatever you want. But he needs to be better at holdouts. It is surprising that
0: because Debo was signed by now, Fred was signed by now, George was signed by now. Um, I can't remember when we did the I can't remember when we did the Trent deal anymore offhand, but um, no, Trent, I'm pretty sure Trent was available for all the training camp and we re-signed him to a new contract like the day after we traded him, something like that, or maybe two days after. But I I want to assure you, I'm not speaking on behalf of the team, but I've seen the way that they they're speaking about it. They, if this goes, we're taping on Monday, I'm looking at my calendar. If this goes, past uh the Raiders game if not okay no if it's Tuesday like if they announce it after the Raiders game on that Monday that's where my cutoff off if they don't announce it by Monday after the Raiders game that's when I'm gonna start getting worried like this these really early parts of training camp I just maybe call it a leap of faith I think I think John I I have this not irrational I have this I have faith I have faith that John and Kyle together know how to talk to players and know how to how to work it, how to get things done. Nick, we have to remember too, Nick Bosa is coming off of a defensive player of the year.
1: Yeah, he should be the highest season. paid. What are we talking about? Like, we have so the... many contracts though. It's I not mean, like But we... I mean, come on, he's either the highest paid or you're gonna trade him. Like cause you're not gonna pay him to be the highest paid. We like, are not
0: getting rid of the best defensive player exactly. in the
1: league. So pay the man. <laughs> Just pay the man. Why is it that every year that we have somebody at the top of the market, somebody's holding out? Like I- I'm telling you, Howie Roseman, you go look at his tra- track record. He doesn't have holdouts. He I can't remember when the last person held out of Eagles training camp. And that's what I'm talking about. Howie Roseman is playing chess. John Lynch is playing checkers. That's what's going on here. And that's the difference. And this is why I've said that, you know, when the players said the Eagles, we could have beaten the Eagles by two touchdowns and the Eagles are a better organization than the 49ers, at least right now for like the last 20 years. This is the reason why. This is the reason why you look at their holdout record. They haven't had many holdouts. They haven't put people on the franchise tag, which granted John hasn't. And I do think John will get the deal done with Nick Bosa being the highest paid annual value of any defensive end in the league. But the fact that it's taken this much time to do it, I believe is indicative of John not building true trust as a GM with his players. Because, you know, any any good GM would have had this deal done by now. Would have had his th- deal done by now, and that's does this. Does this uh, seeing what time we're at? I'll
0: end I'll ask with ending this. I'll end with asking this one question: Does this truly raise massive concerns about how you think John handles business like going forward? Because at least for me, it doesn't. It's a defensive player of the year. We have a lot, a lot of really big contracts, and like I said, I think Bose is just trying to hit a number in his pocket that goes into his pocket that john wasn't quite ready to contest with i think it's if, just he, if, of- he, would,
1: if he was a good gm he would have been prepared for it he would have been prepared for whatever number was going to come out of nick bose's freaking agent's mouth like he would have been prepared for it he would have been having the talks earlier he would have done whatever he could to have his player in camp without holding out and i'm sorry that's what good gms do
0: Here's a here's some extra wrinkle to it, too. This won't take long. Here's an extra wrinkle that I hope you remember I texted you and Steve about. Do you know who Nick Bosa's agent is?
1: Is it Scott Boris?
0: I don't know the Joe name. Rosenhouse Rosenhaus? Off- uh, no, not Rosenhaus. I know it's not Rosenhaus. But the it is the same agent that is currently trying to work with the Bengals to get Joe Burrow an extension.
1: Yeah. and so I This bet is a j- busy man.
0: Yes, <laughs> but
1: I bet you... If the Bengals have a good GM, Joe Burrow won't hold out a camp. And that's, you know, and that's, that's not for the Bengals, it's not the GM
0: problem. It's the owner problem. The owner is a tight wad.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, in any case, like a good GM would not be in this predicament year after year. And that's really what it comes down to. Good GMs don't have holdouts, good GMs don't use franchise tags. And granted, John hasn't, use the franchise tag but he we still threatened robbie gould with it we
0: didn't do it but we threatened robbie gould with it that's the closest to using it we've have done so yeah
1: but mark my words if this continues you know i don't i don't think the 49 it's gonna transfer over and i just think you know john may not be here in three years you know, because he consistently has these problems. You're saying this because he's working the cap and he has all these contracts and he's got to restructure. Good GMs would have had it all taken care of by now. Good GMs would have made sure their star player, defensive player of the year, was paid before camp. So he doesn't have a camp holdout. He's learning Steve Wilkes and what Steve Wilkes wants to do. Like, seriously. Like, I... Being as somebody who has a really good GM, probably one of the best in the league, probably the best in the league, one NFL executive last year, like that's what I'm saying. Like that's where the gold standard is. And John's not there yet. And he's still like, you know, in my opinion, he can build a roster. Can he keep it happy? No, you know? so gosh it's such distress. i will I will my level of concern
0: will be raised if we are still talking about Nick Bosa not being signed when we tape again next Monday. I, I, I will give you that. I don't want to press our time any further than we are. I, this was a, this was a good, uh, this was a good audition tape to, uh, to replace uh, what's his name on the uh, undisputed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which by
0: the way, Richard Sherman's joining undisputed. If you didn't see.
1: No, I, I didn't see that. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't watch those shows. You know, those to be watch, fair,
0: that broke just before we started taping.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't really watch those shows like these heavy debate shows, you know? Yeah. Oh no, I, mean, I don't either. The, the most football show that I watch, um, you know, I'll watch good morning football from time to time. And, you know, I'll watch um, shout out the ESPN uh, arrival network, but I'll watch NFL primetime with Chris Berman uh, and Booger. Cause that reminds me of my old, old days watching football highlights. So, but I really, you know, all the news I get from online, from Twitter and I just read all of that and I just, I don't really watch these shows. So, yeah. So I, I'm, I don't care. I could care less if Richard Sherman's on undisputed, if I'm on undisputed, I mean, I'll take the check, but I doubt they want me. So, uh, I, I don't want them to take you. I don't want to get a new co-host. I
0: <laughs> I don't want to go through that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we could, you know, you know, heaven forbid, if something ever happened to me, I, I'm ready to tag in super fan Eric. You know, shout out to him. So. Oh, yeah.
0: No, he, okay, when you put it that way. Anyway, uh, we got to call it for this episode, this first episode of the week. Don't worry, guys, we got two more coming at you. Might be in your playlist already if you are late to the party on this. James, tell everybody where they can reach out to us here in between episodes.
1: So guys, uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel and then you go to Shady Network as well and subscribe to their channel. All that's in the ticker. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, which is both at Niner Nuts. You can find that as well. Uh, Also, if you just want to chat with us uh, off air, tell us your thoughts on the 49er season or whatever, just write in and talk to us. We are at 49 nuts at gmail.com. That's 49ernuts at gmail.com.
0: I am also, adding that into the ticker right now because I forgot to.
1: Yes. Also, uh, get our merchandise at T Public. Uh, you know, we have two cool t shirts out now, and we have another one coming out in the works. We should have it by next week. We should have a new design coming straight to our T Public uh, store. Look out for it because it's going to be good. Absolutely. Guys, thank you
0: so much for bearing with us over the summer. The summer was a lot, a lot of change for us, but we have so much great things ahead that we're very excited to to, to tackle with you guys. And we thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are just now joining us, if you've been with us since we were strictly audio last year, talking endlessly about our trip to Green Bay, I... <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, new or old uh, we're just super excited. The only thing um, noteworthy that happened that I saw in the news was uh, besides it's Dwight Clark day, Teddy Bridgewater just signed with the Lions. So congratulations. And um, uh, oh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, listeners, this will come out. already. This this episode will have been out already, but I passed me and very much looking forward to watching hard knocks, hard knocks with the Jets.
1: <laughs> yeah. Teddy Bridge, our gap to our next quarterback waters.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that that's all I got, James.
1: Outro music. River Road. Justin Muth. Catch you later. River Road. You got me running way back home. River Road. You got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road. River Road. You got me running all night long.